0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Connecting the Dots with me, Cassie Hubert, the podcast where we talk about all those random rabbit trails and dots of our lives and the different aspects and facets of us as human beings that can seem so unbelievably random, but are rather deliciously connected. And we tend to only discover this when we look back over a particular season or period of time and see what picture they have made. And we need a bit of encouragement and confidence for someone to join us on the journey. So today's episode is called Stepping Stones and Plodding. Now, it doesn't sound like a very exciting kind of title for today's episode, but I think if we're all honest, we can recognise that life can sometimes just feel relentless and in certain seasons a little like Groundhog Day and I know that for many of us the first lockdowns during the COVID-19 pandemic definitely had a very Groundhog Day-ish quality to them because there was so little variation and we were so stuck with how much variation we could apply being stuck in our homes but it can just get kind of wearing this monotonous day-to-day nothing dramatic shifts and when you have big dreams or lots of vision, or multi-facets to your talent and skills base and your interests. It can be so tempting to try to do it all at once and get everything together to make this big dramatic ta-da moment. Now, I definitely struggle with this. There is a real element of, on the one hand... My brain is full of ideas. I can ping off and riff off other people especially and get loads of ideas. I've got a creative project on one thought and then, oh, if I do that, and then I can change the house there and let's just alter our furniture and I want to rearrange the room. Today is the day I'm going to clear out the whole of the understair's cupboard. Oh, I left that one to my husband last time, but you know, clear out our wardrobe, rearrange the spare room so that it now feels like my office. I am enjoying this, thank you very much. It's too easy in my desire to do that to forget the other side of myself, which is human, mortal, but also very tired. I've had a long run of all sorts of things in the last five or six years that have worn me down, tired me out both physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, practically. Um, the nature of my children and my family is absolutely wonderful, but particularly full on because of the extra needs that we deal with. And so I can feel like I've got to do all the things and then be brought up short by the fact that I can't do any of the things, because frankly, planning a meal for the next couple of days feels like too much. And when you do get the bit between your teeth, and you're suddenly really excited about a project, and in this case, I want to try and do write a blog, sort out the podcast, start my Etsy shop up, which I've done at last, and Instagram, YouTube, just too much, then I just end up not doing any of it or any of it well at any rate and it's so easy to burn out. And so this short-lived burst of energy, rather than being harnessed for something or just one thing that might be really beneficial and might have some sustainability to it, instead I tend to burn out all at once like a gorgeous firework and then wonder why I'm now wiped for the next three weeks. The same can also happen socially. It can be a case of going, do all the things, (gasps) recover for three weeks. Somebody's wedding, wonderful, great day, dead for the next week and a half. You know, it just is worth recognising that, especially when you have lots of enthusiasm and ideas and directions you could go in, that if you struggle with that temptation, first of all, you're not alone, I do. And it's not just me, I'm sure many of us out there struggle with the temptation to try and do all the things at once like yesterday, but it tends not to work. Any of the big overnight successes that we see are usually overnight, as in over the nights of like a decade or more to prepare for this moment. Or even in the case of Millie Bobby Brown, who I saw in an old interview um, with Jimmy Fallon the other day on YouTube I was watching because we've just watched Enola Holmes and it's brilliant, loving it. But I was watching this interview with her and she's really fun. She's got so much energy, that woman. But it was in her earlier stages when she was famous for Stranger Things and, you know, Jimmy Fallon asked her, how long's it been? And she goes, well it's not been that long but it's been like an overnight success of four years and even when she started at eight and at this point was 12 when she was being interviewed it still had taken four years for this dramatic ta-da moment to come and I think we so often assume that the only way to make a splash or to be successful is to do big things all at once in a dramatic fashion and that's the thing that will launch us into the stratosphere but actually The whole time it takes to percolate, and just because people don't see your work on social media doesn't mean you're not doing it. Just because you haven't told everybody what you're doing in your emotional processing journey with your counsellor or therapist or just privately doesn't mean you're not doing it. Just because you haven't demonstrated in front of everybody else your emotional reaction to something tragic happening doesn't mean you aren't having one. It's not about what's always on display. In fact, it's, it's definitely not always about what's on display, although sometimes that's part of the process. Very often it's the plodding, the plodding along, which is what gets us to make those breakthroughs and to make the work and to have the work finally be realised. What I've found is that if I'm trying to do all the things, I either give in and then fall apart, and then wonder why, and then get frustrated with myself and go, oh, A, I did it again, and B, just despondent that I will never make any progress, and clearly I'm just being foolhardy, and then I have to shake myself out of it and go, don't be ridiculous. But it's something that I do feel. Or when I'm doing better, and I'm in a healthier space, one of the things I find really helpful is to list all the possible things I could be doing, or I think I'd like to do, or I should be doing ignore the shoulds they should be crossed out instantly but it's that feeling all the ideas of I've suddenly got and all the things I want to accomplish maybe I've only done one and then suddenly that one thing takes on less of a shine but actually a bit like I've seen suggested doing a whole chores list and then letting everybody pick their favorite you sort of do it like you'd pick a team take it in turns to pick I want to do that one I want to do that one I was quite like cleaning the bathroom you know picking the ones that you care about and then going around again until all the chores list are filled or yeah okay they don't have to happen as often can be really helpful because while it can feel like just choosing the path of least resistance in a way that sounds like you're being lazy and uncommitted I actually think that lazy word is is just so unhelpful and has got to go even though I'm struggling with how much I want to use it and find myself using it actually it's not about laziness it's about picking your battles picking your moments deciding what's important and deciding what you have the energy for in that moment So maybe I write down, write a song, do a blog, begin a course, plan this, reshape the bedroom and then I just pick one that actually appeals to me in that moment and I think I've got enough energy and capacity to tackle. That's my way of coping with my far too many things and I think the same can really apply to recovery. Now I imagine many of you will know but not all that this month in October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. Now, again, just because I don't want to give too much in terms of trigger warnings and things, but just so you know, like I have shared on this podcast before that we lost a baby to a late miscarriage back in 2016. And so this is a cause that's very close to my heart and something I have had to walk through. But I think when you're in a season of grief, especially if it's not an obvious or visible grief, depending on how far along you were, you know, maybe you've miscarried very early. It's still a major grief that's going to affect you, even if you chose it it's still gonna knock your body for six and knock you for six. And I think with trauma and recovery, the same thing applies. It can often be cumulative, the amount of impact it has on us. So for example, just having a baby. I've had five, one's in heaven. But where I recovered much faster from the first one and then had the other one quite, quite quickly afterwards, I found that as I've A, got older and B, had more children, now I had my my fifth child about two and a half years ago, I am still taking my time. I mean, admittedly, having a pandemic in the middle of it didn't help, but still taking my time to recover from that. And you might bounce back quickly from something or have the energy to tackle something else more quickly. But actually, things have a cumulative effect. If you've had any other trauma or griefs or things in the middle, then how long it takes you to return to a new normal or return to some reflection of the person you were before you went through it is going to take longer usually than you envisage and that's okay this is where plodding comes in my pastor back at soul survivor in Watford Mike Pilavachi used to talk about a ministry of plodding Say often people want to do the big, ta-da, ministry. We're going to tackle this cause and do that. And it's all brilliant. And especially if it's serving the community, it's amazing. But but very often there's something about showing up time after time, week after week, month after month, putting one foot in front of the other. And it's not glamorous and it's not exciting, but it makes progress and it has an impact. But it's slow. It's steady. it's Often very, very boring. But there is something about committing to moving slowly and gently through the world. But yeah, if you've got a sudden burst of enthusiasm and energy and charisma, then run with it. But don't rule out or undervalue the incredible merit of just showing up and putting one foot in front of the other time and time again. And if you are wrestling with grief or are walking through a particularly difficult season, the fact that you're still going, however slowly and with however many pauses and rests, that, is a huge achievement, and it is so worth celebrating. The one who wins the race is the one who didn't fall out of the race. You know, finishing can mean different things to different people. And if you're going through a rough season, like I say, simply getting up and putting one foot in front of the other and just keep going, being alive, tending to the things in front of you, feeding your children, feeding yourself, falling apart and having a cry for a while, and then getting back up and dealing with stuff. That is massive, and it will get you through your pain to a place where you don't feel it so keenly. The commitment to keep putting one foot in front of the other, turning up to write. You might have a burst of energy, in which case run with it, harness it. If all you want to do is sit down and write your novel and it's flying out of your head, then fantastic. Don't stunt that for no good reason. But when it's not happening, there is something about the discipline, which is like being a disciple, which means to walk in the footsteps of of just keep showing up and learning from and being present to the life that you are in, the creative work that you are in, even the grief and the trauma that you are in. I'm not saying stay in the traumatic situation. If you can get out, get out, you know, get yourself to safety. But when you are processing through major stuff that has hurt or challenged or just knocked you, being committed to being present and not running away even if you have to pull out to come back in again a lot, like look away, look back, look away, look back, you know, that is hugely valuable and you will make progress. The definition of the plod, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, is slow moving and unexciting. Doesn't this sum up so many aspects of our lives? You know, it can feel totally unglamorous and boring at times and frankly thankless. Maybe your other half does thank you for doing the washing up, maybe they don't. But even if they do, it still feels like pretty drudgy, boring, here we are again. Even though within that you can have beautiful moments of contemplation while you listen to some music and let your thoughts wander and you know, come up with some great creative ideas while you're just washing up because there's space to do that. But the fact is, you've got to clean the sides or got to wash the pans and pots and crockery, etc. Got to clean the bathroom again, change your bed, all the stuff that's part of life. It just keeps going. And I also call this stepping stones because the definition of a stepping stone is a raised stone used singly or in a series on which to step when crossing a stream or a muddy area. And it can also be an action or an event that helps one make progress towards a specific goal. This can also be relational. When you are navigating creativity, a project, life, grief, day-to-day needs, It is slow moving and unexciting but off the back of those foundations the bursts of joy and energy and creative excitement do come. It can feel like it's going to last you forever before you start to feel better and you don't want to move past the pain because you, you can't and to do that would be to imply it somehow didn't have any effect on you or to get out of it or get away from it but actually to move through it you have to go in and through to come out the other side and you will be changed by the process. But what we become and who we become, I think is of greater value than what we do and what we officially leave behind. Because the way we move through the world and the way we interact with people, that is something that is left behind in terms of how they feel. That is the foundation for intimacy, the gentle process towards building on relationships, deepening them, making them more connected. Same with our own selves. And so whether you're in a season of grief right now or whether you are navigating new parenthood and its relentlessness in the very beginning that you love it, you're delighted by the new baby but you're exhausted or just life, I hope you'll be encouraged that that plod will keep moving you forward and it is valuable and you're doing a good thing. Just keep going. If you have liked today's episode, please would you mind hopping on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this and just leaving me a review because it does make a massive difference to other people finding out about this podcast. And if there's somebody else that you think might quite enjoy listening to these, then I would be so grateful if you would share it with them. That would make a huge difference too. So have a wonderful week. God bless.